0: Welcome everyone, time for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score coming your way each and every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 a.m. I'm Steve Cashel, Chicago Bulls radio host, and this week joined by my co-host Dr. Charles Bush-Joseph from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, subbing this week for Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Bush-Joseph is a team physician for the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Bulls and had been the head team physician for the White Sox for 14 years, is that right? right, Doc? Uh, that is, Steve. Thank you. Wow. What's the best memory of your time with the as head team physician with the White Sox?
1: You know, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I had the luck and the pleasure of certainly being involved in the World Series year. Which I can honestly say was the funnest three weeks of my life. You know that I I can't tell you how much fun that was. And what that brings me to is that you know I'm uh, you know all the players I've taken care of over the years. You know Paul Canerco and AJ Brzezinski and you know Derek Rose my Bulls time. But the one memory I have now, just after watching the World Series recently, was Chris Sale. Yeah. I remember when Chris came to us as a rookie. We drafted him six foot six. Barely 175 pounds. How really? could you be six six and only 175 pounds? <laughs> but uh, we knew then he was a great pitcher. He was a great pitcher for the White Sox, and very happy for him uh, that he was able to bring home a World Series ring and actually get the the 27th out in the World Series too. What did he uh, he weighed That was he
0: weighing now? Any idea?
1: You know, he's probably was... about 190. He's added a ton of muscle. Uh, but he was nothing but skin and bone and whip uh, when he first came to see us. You know, uh, you know, when he would come at it and throw his sidearm rotation, that ball would start four or five feet off the mound coming at you. And if you're a lefty, you can see how you're going to back out of that box. So
0: Wow. And uh, what do you think of pitchers while we're on that subject of going just like Five, six innings now. Everyone's talking about that. I mean, you know, back in the day we were growing up, it was you better throw nine innings. Babe Ruth, what, he threw a, a World Series game that went, you know, uh, 14 innings or something. He threw all 14. I mean, that, that's way back in the day. In the but, back, you
1: know, I, but it seems like starting pitchers now five, six innings are done. You know, when I was growing up and you and I, the standard of the standard innings for uh, for a starter was 300 innings. Fergie Jen- Jenkins of the Cubs threw 600, 300 innings six years in a row. Now, if you hit 200 innings, you're a $25 million pitcher. So, you know, the nature is, I would say, though, what's different, the pitchers throw harder, they're bigger, they're stronger now than they've ever been before. And so, you know, Fergie knew how to throw a ball 78 to 94 and would play in that in that range. Right. Now they're playing in the range of 92 to 98. And so every pitcher is a max effort pitcher. Uh, I don't know if that's good for the game long term unless they add rosters because the injuries are greater now and longer and more expensive than they've ever been. More Tommy John surgeries than you've ever seen, right? One out of three major league pitchers has had a Tommy John surgery. Is that right? It's unbelievable. Wow.
0: Good stuff, Doctor Charles Bush Joseph, with us this week. I'm Steve Cashel again, Sports Medicine Weekly, and Doc. I want to start not only talking about uh, you mentioned some injuries, you know, for our local guys, but um, right now on the docket, I think about the Bulls, four of their top seven out, and uh, all four draft first first round draft picks and. Three starters out for the Bulls right now. Larry and Dr. Cole and I talked about him at length a show or two ago. But also Bobby Portis and Chris Dunn more recently. And Denzel Valentine has had the sprained left ankle. That's kept him out really from day one. But tell me a little bit about these injuries.
1: And Dunn and Portis really have similar injuries, correct? They do. You know, I, it's terrible. I feel bad for, you know, for uh, for Pax and Gar and for, you know, for Fred Hoiberg. You know, to have 30% of your prime roster uh, sitting on the shelf is very hard. Now, we, we break these injuries down all the time. Is it a surgical problem or a non-surgical problem? Thankfully, at least in all three, all four players' cases are non-surgical. Uh, you know... Chris, uh, you know, Chris Dunn and Bobby Portis's injury, MCL injuries of the knee, very, very common. We see them in the NFL all the time, you know, when guys get hit. And, the, the, you know, those injuries could be anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks. And, you know, it, it, every player goes through different phases. Now, what's different about basketball players than, say, other players, their level of demand is so high. If I'm an offensive lineman, I've got an MCL sprain, we put a big expensive brace and you just go straight ahead. You know, and the brace will help you. As a basketball player, they cut, they jump, and they run. That's all they do, and that's an MCL function. So they go, the players go through three phases. First, that initial injury management, pain medicine, get the swelling under control, then mobilizing the joint, then gradually build their strength up, and hopefully we get them to the point pretty soon in both players now where we're starting functional basketball activities. Now, that's the key. When they hit that functional basketball activities, then we're transitioning them. We know that they're soon going to be ready to get back on the court and be effective. So they're right now, they're at the point, they're getting daily treatment, but they're starting to work on basketball function, shooting, dribbling, getting their legs back. All
0: right, Doc, we often hear about ACL injuries or torn meniscus injuries. What exactly is an
1: MCL? Take me inside the knee. Well, there's four ligaments that hold the knee together. The two on the outside are called the collaterals, the medial collaterals on the inside, lateral collaterals on the outside. Uh, if you tear the MCL, like I said, unless it's a complete tear associated with an ACL, those patients don't require surgery. If you tear your ACL, you need surgery. You're out 6, 9, 12 months a year no matter what. Obviously, we went through that with Derek Rose, and Dr. Cole and I worked very hard to get, to get Derek back on the road, and unfortunately, Derek injured his other knee. That's why we don't rush these players back. If players get back too soon and they're not at maximum function, they place other ligaments at risk or their other knee at risk. So we're a little bit more careful now than what we would be with the recreational athlete or or the collegiate or the high school athlete just cuz the stakes are higher and the competition is more stringent. Do you grade each one of these uh, MCLs? We do, and that's all based on the, both the clinical findings and the MRI findings. And and yeah, you know, being associated with Rush University Medical Center, we've got the great pleasure of getting diagnostic imaging of the highest quality right away on our players. So we can really help prognosticate uh, you know, to management and staff where we're going to be with these guys.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, Denzel Valentine then. Sprained left ankle. So he had this thing surgically repaired uh, a year ago or so. And, you know, the Bulls have kind of kept him out since day one because I, I've heard it before, maybe a broken ankle is better than a sprained ankle.
1: You know, Steve, you're right. You know, when, when bones heal, they're healed. When ligaments heal, sometimes they don't heal as strong or as tight as what they did before. You know, and Denzel obviously had, had problems enough that led him to have surgery the first time. So now you're re-injuring a previously injured and a previously surgically repaired ankle. I have to tell you, right there without knowing nothing else about the case, things are going to go slower. And obviously again, they are not we're not going to put him back on the court until we're sure that he's regained adequate ligament healing and more importantly, ligament, I'm sorry, more importantly, muscle and tendon strength to protect that ankle so he doesn't re-roll it again. Uh, so uh, ankles are a little bit slower, actually, than the knees when you've got a significant soft tissue injury. What kind of surgery uh, could it be then when he when he had it back,
0: I think it was uh, in May of last year, uh, when Denzel had a, had a surgery? How do you surgically repair a sprained ankle?
1: You know, if there's two types. If the ligament pulls off the bone, we're just reattaching the ligament. But if it's chronically damaged and Denzel had some prior injuries back in his collegiate days, you know, then we're going to reattach the ligament back to the bone. We put some anchors right into the bone, have sutures attached to it, and sometimes we have to augment that. We'll take some local tissue to reinforce it. And now that's the big concern. How strong did it heal? How well did that initial tissue heal? How strong was the reinforcing tissue? Those are the big concerns we have. No doubt when Denzel goes back, he's going to be taped every game he plays. He's going to be wearing really properly custom shoes for him because this will be a, a, a problem that's going to hang with him for a couple of years.
0: Wow. And then uh, what is a treatment like these days? I mean, what, what does Denzel Valentine or a, what do you do for a sprained ankle to try to get them back?
1: You know, the one thing that we have now that we didn't have five, ten years ago is compression. You know, we're much more effective now at our compressive cryotherapy devices Uh, that really gets edema out of the ankle much, much quicker. And the quicker we can do that and the quicker we can get the tendons functioning, the better the patient feels. But in that if the quality of the tissue healing is not great, we're going to be more careful. So we're going to follow him with serial exams and sometimes serial diagnostic imaging, such as repeating the MRI scans.
0: And then the last uh, bull's injury, Larry Markkinen. He has the uh, sprained right elbow, could be a hyperextended elbow. We would taught that that's kind of the same thing. Uh, at least he's out of the so-called sling or the soft cast. And what's the development now? What's the treatment plan? We're trying to get him back in the game.
1: You know, in his case, he clearly had capsular damage around the elbow, and so you know, to to allow that capsule to heal, we actually do immobilize the elbow for a short period of time, just to get some, make sure we got good tissue apposition. Uh, the elbow is inherently stable, so if you get capsule healed and you protect it for a couple weeks, then it's a matter of just slowly getting the full motion back, and then getting his his function back. He's got to get his triceps, his biceps going because that's a shooting arm. So, uh, you know, I'm very optimistic on Laurie's case. Uh, I, you know, I think that we're expecting a full recovery uh, and really expecting him to have a very good year.
0: Bulls need them. They really do. You know, they need them, and they need all these guys back. It's so tough right now for Fred Hoiberg and company without Portis, without Denzel Valentin, without Chris Dunn, without Laurie Markner. Let's go to the football side. Bears offensive lineman Kyle Long suffering another injury. This is a right foot injury in that game against the Jets. First thing everybody noticed, he couldn't put weight on that foot.
1: You know, that that's a bad sign. Because uh, usually even in, in, in lower level or lower ligament injuries, you see in players... That, you know, they'll limp off the field. Even with ACL tears, players can often put weight on their leg. You know, they're a little gimpy, but they can put weight on and the fact that Kyle um, really had to be almost carried off and, and he had a very serious injury a while back, you know, where he had a fractured dislocation of the ankle that, that required extensive treatment uh, is a concern. And so, you know, certainly I don't know any specifics on his injury. The, the Bears haven't, you know, fully released all the details yet, but I, I'm expecting significant time off for him. And, uh, you know, the, the function of an offensive lineman is power and drive, and if your base is not there you can't do it.
0: Yeah, plus the the injuries that he's had. You guys sometimes have to play that role of psychologist, don't you?
1: Yeah, you know, and as I recall it when he had his ankle surgery 2 years ago, it was very difficult on him. You know, the, that's a bad injury with a, you know, with a really tough surgery and Kyle admitted he lost tons of weight and actually had even considered having shoulder surgery that same year and delayed the shoulder surgery till the following summer. Uh, because to allow him to get over that, he had, you know, he had a difficult time. He's a tough guy. He comes from wonderful stock. Uh, but you know this this is gonna, this is an injury. The Bears are gonna they're gonna need a good replacement for a little while on this one.
0: All right, that's Doctor Charles Bush Joseph subbing this week for Doctor Brian Cole from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. I'm Steve Cashel. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Time for our first break here. When we come back, we're gonna visit with uh, Joe Estes. Joe is with Athletico, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, what they have going on with the Athletico Golf Performance Center. Plus, uh, MOR docs, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, uh, doctors involved with uh, a workshop with the hip, knee, shoulder, and back pain with what Athletico is putting together. So we'll discuss that. Stay with us at Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.